expose. You're trying to expose me. You I'm know what? not. You're a I'm hack. Not, you are a hack, sir. <laughs> you know what? This may be my last podcast. All right. Stop it. I can't do this anymore. Stop it. Hack a doodle do over here. What is up, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to will Shades be doing two solo shows in a in a row? No, he not. He not. No, he not. He is definitely not. It's official, boys. I'm back. The boys are back in town. Yeah, boy. I'm happy. I'm happy to have my my partner in crime. Whoop, whoop. My man, the left arm. My and, and the words of uh, James Hama Bob, my hetero life mate. My hetero <laughs> life mate. Will the thrill? Yeah, boy. But before intros, yeah. you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash/grapplesapples. That's grapples the number two. two apples. Maybe not SoundCloud. Maybe you got an iPhone. You're listening to us on. Apple Podcasts. What if, they had, what if they had Android, though? They got Android? You got Google Play Music. Oh, what? Doesn't matter how you're listening. As long as you are listening to your boy, the one and only, the very sexual, <laughs> the very thought. <laughs> Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy Shades, joined once again by my lovely co-host, <laughs> I miss you, buddy. I miss you too, baby. Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, because that's who I is, and who I is, is back, baby. I'm back. You know who I need you to be? Who? I need you to be my co-host, baby. That's who who I is, baby. We back. We back. We We are back. We got some uh, non-WWE news. We usually... That's my phone to drop. (laughs) Can we, we have, go one episode without you dropping your phone? It, it happens all the time. All the time. It's, it's either the vape or the, or the phone. It's one or the other. Non-WWE news as we always cover. Yep. Some WWE news. Yep. Some NXT in dose. Yep, yep. And a very wild... Oh, God, stop it. Raw and SmackDown. Cut it out. No. No. No? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but first, before we do that... Yeah. Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. Ring us that bell. All right, ladies and gents, as my man Shade just let you know, I'm back, and I'm bringing back with me from Seattle some non-WWE news. So let's start. Chris Jericho returned to New Japan Pro Wrestling and has challenged Kazuchika Okada at Dominion. Just a match, or is it like for I the... I believe it's for the title. Mmm. Yeah, boy, Dominion is shaping up to be a spicy meatball, but we're going to get to more Dominion in a minute. Mmm. That's also not Jericho's... That's also Jericho's not only... Oh, my... Woof! Hold on a second. I know you've been gone for a week. Come on, guy. What are you doing to me? That is not all of Jericho's news. Okay. He showed up at some random indie show over the week, basically to promote Double or Nothing. Okay. He showed up doing some random nonsense, and Kenny showed up, and it was a whole big brawl. So, Jericho's out and about doing stuff. El Fantasmo has made his and his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut with the Bullet Club following all those vignettes that he's been doing. So he's officially there, and he's set 
to join the Best of the Super Juniors tournament, which is set to start soon. I forget when, but soon. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. I'm going to call hack on you. Me? Yeah, on you. What? For somebody like uh, Humberto Carrillo... Oh, because I, I didn't because I didn't say El Fantasma. Yeah, yeah, yo, I'm gonna call you a hack. Because the dude is white, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna call you a hack, but he has a Spanish name. Fine, fine, El Fantasma. There you go. You know what? You're right. Because with no, because Liguero, I don't do El Liguero. Like, because he's a white guy. He's a so British I'm guy. On El Liguero oh, also. Come on, you're a hack. You are a hack, sir. <laughs> So El Fantasma makes his, his uh, New Japan debut. He's a Bullet Club. He's going to be in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. That whole tournament's going to be insane. I can't wait for that to start. Another match set for Dominion. Defending Intercontinental Champion Kota Ibushi. will be defending his championship against Tetsuya Naito. Your my boy. boy. My boy Tetsuya Naito. It's a rematch from their uh, G1 Supercard. Yes, sir. And Naito is not going to win. You think so? No, absolutely not. Anyway. Oh. I mean, Kota supposedly, so in a non-official way, he said one day in an interview that like he signed on with New Japan for life. Okay. So if Kota's going to be around for a long time, they had him do the um, <laughs> for life. For life. So you guys didn't see it. Because... so dumb. I hate you. <laughs> so they did the never open weight championship on him. Yes. And then they moved him up to the IC title. Yes. Are they going to move him up to the to the world title, to the heavyweight well, championship? Or are they going to keep him in the IC title for a in bit? In his vignette for um, the IC title match, he said that he wants to be the first uh, man to ever hold both the IC and, and the, the, the IWGP heavyweight championship. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're ever going to do that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. We'll see. I mean, it, I guess it would make sense for Kota to hold on to it for a little bit. And yeah. solidify himself in that, like, in his trajectory. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have the Never Open Championship for long. Yeah, but who did he lose it to? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, what else? Oh, talking about Never Open Championship. Hmm. Jeff Cobb, the bastard who took it off of my boy Will Ospreay. That's what I like to call it Segway, by the way. Right? That's that Segway. That's that Segway. Yeah, boy. Mm. That's that riding in the mall at King's Plaza after we finished watching... Um, Straight out of Compton, the security guard on the segue. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Remember definitely. that? Cruising down the street in my, my six phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff Cobb was defeated by Tai Chi. And so now Tai Chi is the new Never Open Win Championship. That title is being passed around. Like a certain someone I knew back in high school whose name I will not say. Are you not proud of me? No, no corn joke at all, man. I'm, I'm holding off for dear life over here, man. Holding off for dear life. You're killing me, man. No corn on the cob joke. No nothing. 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 Nah. And I gave you an ear to do so. Eh? Give me a handshake. Yeah. Handshake, man. God, golly, that is. That. There you go. That's it. So- Wait till we get to video. You guys are going to love oh us. Oh, my God. They're going to love us or hate us. We'll find out one way or the other. So, Taichi has defeated Jeff Cobb to become the new ever, never openweight championship. Turned around and will be defending that championship at Dominion versus Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, my this God. The scariest dad Taichi, on the planet. Taichi, you poor, poor bastard. Run, run far, run fast. Just put the belt down. It's okay. No one will think un- like otherwise. It's fine. We, it, I, I won't lose respect for you. It's okay. 
It's like if we're in the club and Tomohiro Ishii just grabs Amanda's butt. Yo, that's that's that, that's, that's your man yours, now, bro. That's, yo. that's your man, bro. Like, I'm sorry, we had a good eight years, but like, I ain't, I ain't fighting Ishii. There ain't no Fact. way. Fact. I love you, but, but I also I... love living. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. I'm sorry. Yeah, nah, son, you good. You real good. Yeah, you really real, real good. good. You um, but other than like small, kind of not really reports coming out of AEW as they're building towards Double or Nothing, there hasn't really been much else to report in the uh, non WWE world. Um, we have the John Moxley stuff, but we don't know for sure yet where he's lying. So, I'm happy that you brought up the Moxley stuff because. Um, for those of you who are listening that don't know, John Moxley was Dean Ambrose's persona before he was in WWE. When he was in CCW, as like the king of death matches, he was John Moxley. Yes, I wouldn't say the king of death matches, bro. That's all he did back then. Well, he did like that's all he did back then. He was synonymous with death matches, but yeah. I don't know if he was the king or not. Fine, fine, fair. I mean, he did take a beating though. Yeah, he did. He definitely took a beating. John Moxley tweeted out a video mm-hmm. of him breaking out of a prison cell, mm-hmm. which one can interpret as so, an asylum. So tell the whole thing, and then we can break it down little by little, all the quote-unquote implications. So, so proceed you're, with you're, both the You're video. running the show today. You're back, so yeah, <laughs> I got you. John Moxley breaking out of a prison cell, mm-hmm. running from guards, mm-hmm. running from a dog, mm-hmm. a big dog, mm-hmm. <laughs> and escaping. Mm-hmm. Now, podcasters, uh, wrestling fans, you know, YouTubers, wrestling journalists uh, have been breaking down this video. Mm-hmm. He's breaking out of the Ambrose Asylum, right? As it was in WWE. There is the uh, etching of tallies in his cell, which according to supposedly um, count up to 25. And the video was released on the 1st, so 25 from day to, 25 days from then is when Double or Nothing takes place. It's the first of the month. <laughs> so there's that implication that perhaps... He will be appearing... At Double or Nothing. At Double or Nothing as right? John Moxley. right. Then there's, like you said, the the big dog. Which, which wasn't a really big dog. It was a Doberman, but it wasn't yeah. a really big dog, which was him. Supposedly. I don't want to say running from Roman Reigns, but, you know. Getting away from Getting away Ro- from Roman Reigns. Because yeah. God knows that Roman Reigns can't get away from the shield gimmick. Right. Uh, there was no Seth Rollins, like, yeah, there, tribute, there, but, you know. No, like, like, yeah, there was no... You know, subtle or any implication about Seth or anything. I think the the dog one was the only one that could be attributed to Roman, if that. Mm-hmm. You have the Asylum, you have the 25 tally. They showed a pair of dice that was a 2 and a 5. Again, yeah. 25 um, for double or nothing. Then there was... I think that was maybe it? It wasn't a long video. It was about, it wasn't about a long. minute or something like that. Maybe even less. Maybe like 37 seconds, maybe? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of speculation that he will be a double or nothing, but nothing's set in stone yet. Obviously. 
but you know? like WWE fans, like on Facebook and Twitter and oh, here the, and there, these crazy theories that like it's all a work. Yeah, it's all a work, <laughs> and he's coming back not as Dean Ambrose as but as John, John Moxley. Moxley. Yeah, and I don't like that because I'm like, hey, um, don't insult my intelligence. I knew him as John Moxley before he came in as Dean Ambrose because mm-hmm. you know my my brother and I watched wrestling and. He's like, yo, dude, watch this dude's promos. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really care for the like actual wrestling portion of it because I was like, uh, I, I'm not really into death matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we spoke about this yeah. months ago. I was just like, is that too much? And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's too much for me. Like, guy stapling his tongue to his chin. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's too much for me. Yeah. Um, but looking at his promos, I'm just like, or his like vignettes, I'm just like, Wow, like he's a very good talker. Mm-hmm. And then when he came to the Shield, he mm-hmm. was their mouthpiece. So I'm just like, perfect. Mm-hmm. But I knew him as John Moxley. You change him to Dean Ambrose. You can't change it from Dean Ambrose to John Moxley in the WWE. It, it's almost what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, disrespectful mm-hmm. to the fans, at least. It's just like you got well, kids Vince regularly insult the intelligence of his fans I mean he's done it twice this week but we'll get to that mm. he's done that two weeks ago mm. he did it last week mm. he's done it for the last 15 years he's done it for the last 29 years of my life oh, shoot. so my thing with, with the John Moxley thing is that it wouldn't make sense for Dean what do you mean by having a character that WWE owns Mm-hmm. And then having a character that you own, mm-hmm. you can once you leave WWE. Wait, he owns John Moxley, not CZW. No, okay, he owns John Moxley. Okay, WWE is the only well, them in New Japan, if I'm not mistaken, are the only two companies that like demand owning rights of characters and names and stuff like that. ROH doesn't do it. Most of the time, their wrestlers come in as their own wrestlers. Obviously, yeah. Um. So if you're if you you have your own character that WWE owns and the one that you own, mm-hmm. whenever your career with WWE ends, because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to end at some point, eventually, you lose the opportunity to make double money. Because he's Dean Ambrose, he has to get some sort of royalties for anything that Dean Ambrose sells, right? Yes. As John Moxley, he's going to own like a hundred percent of that revenue. Mm-hmm. Other than whatever he has to pay to ProWrestlingTees.com uh, for, you know, being on the shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which so, is probably pennies to what he'd actually be making. Exactly. So, it, it financially, does it make sense for him to give up that right? Because mm-hmm. if he then gives WWE either licensing for his name or if he just full-on gives it to WWE, mm-hmm. when that career is over, he can't make any money as John Moxley anymore. He wouldn't be able to wrestle in the indies unless he does a whole different name, mm-hmm. which means he's starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. And he's already what in his thirties. He's uh, not gonna yeah. if he's fifty. You're gonna start from scratch in the what business. Is he PCO. He's gonna be wrestling in his fifties. Uh, he might. Who knows? But when you're starting from scratch, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense financially, in my opinion, to go to WWE. Thirty three. He's thirty three. Yeah. Married. Already, like that dude's got money. I mean, he's paid. He's paid. He's if he's not paid from like his babyface Dean Ambrose thing, 
Mm-hmm. He's definitely paid from the shield for so sure. Then, so then why is so then why take your John Moxley name and character that has its own reverence and soil it in the WWE? All right, I know that you're back, but you can't be using them big words. <laughs> John Moxley, the name and character, has its own identity that's well respected. Why couldn't you use the word identity? Because you're trying to expose. You're trying to expose me. You I'm know not. You're a I'm hack. Not, I'm you are a hack, sir. <laughs> You know what? This may be my last podcast, all right? Stop it. I can't do this anymore. Stop it. Hack-a-doodle-doo over here. No! Hack-a-doodle-doo! That's from the Michael K. Show. I can't take that. Oh, that's that's my, my boy Peter Rosenberg. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I wish that was yours. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm not that good. That's brilliant. So, so, like I was saying, you just... Why would you tarnish something like a legacy that already exists the moxley or the yeah key the moxley ambrose. the okay. moxley yeah because ambrose is ambrose in the wwe world yeah but you take ambrose out of wwe the greater wrestling community doesn't care about Dean ambrose they care about john moxley yes they respect john moxley of course so why would you dig that name and drag it through the mud that is wwe you're talking about if he goes with the moxley persona yeah. in the wwe yes okay yes. yeah to me, that makes no sense for for Jonathan Goodman, right? That's his name? Jonathan David Goodman. So, for me, it doesn't make any sense for Jonathan Goodman. No, to go. good. I'm sorry. Jonathan good. Good. Nothing good. To me, it doesn't make any sense for Jonathan Good to be like, you know what? It's John Moxie guy that people love and respect. And, Who I built up and for I years. Built. Let's go, literally. Let's, let's go years. hand it to Vince so he can ruin it. He's already ruined my Dean Ambrose character. It's exactly. It doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. I, I put my body on the line for the Moxley character. Here, take this. Ruined it also. Exactly. So that's why the whole idea of it being a giant work makes no sense to me. Because for Dean Ambrose, for John Moxley, for Jonathan Good, makes no sense. I mean, that's just my opinion, though. No. I, listen, I agree with you. This makes no sense to me. Uh, I just hope that he doesn't really go back to those, like, the CZW deathmatch type things. He's definitely going to do more hardcore stuff. He'll do hard... I, like, I Jimmy mean, Havoc does that, hardcore exactly. stuff. Exactly. And I would love to see a match between Jimmy Havoc and John Moxley. That's what everyone's waiting for. As soon as he left WWE, Jimmy Havoc was the first one to tweet out, I want Moxley. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. It was a couple months ago. As soon as it was announced that Dean was going to leave... I love Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc was like, I want Moxley. Because is there is there a pair that's better suited for each other than Moxley and Jimmy Havoc? No. That will be a very bloody match. Oh, this is gonna be that's gonna be Ric Flair kind of blood. That's gonna be Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero kind of blood. Oh. <laughs> that's gonna be great Muda. No. There's no such thing as like Abdul the Butcher. That's Abdul the Butcher blood. Great Muda like bleeding thing. Oh my god. We like. Him and Eddie both nicked the vein, and they were just leaking. That's that New Jack blood. Oh, oh no, God. New Jack's crazy, though. New, New Jack's a whole different level. You know what? I'm sorry, New Jack. You're not crazy. I yo, love yo, you. Yo, Please chill out, because New, New Jack will kick your doors down, That's and what I'm beat saying. That's what I'm up. saying. New Jack, I'm sorry. I love you. Please He's don't find me. He's a psycho. Don't find me, New Jack. I'm sorry. You said that you had more... New Jack or Ishii? Oh, you are... If you had to fight bastard. somebody right now... If they're both lined up at your door and they said you gotta go twelve rounds with the kid, twelve rounds. <laughs> you gotta go twelve seconds with the kid. You gonna you gonna square up with Tomohiro Ishii or you gonna square up with New Jack? Ishii hits hard. Yeah. And I'll bruise, but I won't scar. I will definitely take I, Ishii. Ishii might break something. He might break your nose real quick. Yeah, I can re- repair 
a broken rib, broken arm, broken jaw. New Jack, like, he's like, cut that kid with a fork. <laughs> he cut him with a blade. No, I don't, I don't. New Jack, you're a cool dude, I guess. <laughs> Stay over there, please. I will definitely take a 12 second licking from Ishii. <laughs> Tomohiro, you can take my girl afterwards too. Like, go ahead. Like I, anything you, you want, my wallet. Boom. I ain't got no money in there, but you can. I'll give you my pin. Everything. <laughs> Leave me alone after that. Yo, New Jack wouldn't even want your girl. He'd just probably like bite her and then call it a day. He probably beat her up too. <laughs> probably. I can't subject a man to that. <laughs> like Ishii would beat me up and like he'd and be honorable about it. Like he'll go away, just like he'll walk away. Like you know that tough guy, yeah, old yeah, guy yeah. walk that he has. Nah, like. Nah. New Jack will shank you while you do. <laughs> New Jack would go to my grandma's house and shank her. My 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 poor mama, like, nah, man, I will take my, my licking from Ishii. There's no way. You stated earlier. When we get back on, on, on the tracks, because yeah, 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 right. we derailed. You said there's more Chris Jericho news. Oh, that was just the um the him popping up doing the, the indie shows this week. Oh. Okay. To, to, to gear up for a double or nothing. Oh, that's pretty lackluster. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was like he came to WWE, kicked Shane in like the nuts, and just like ran off. Your <laughs> no, pants better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a, just you know he's essentially working two separate programs for two separate companies right now. I mean, uh, guys like Kenny and and Cody and the Bucks. They were always playing double duty with ROH and New Japan. So. Yeah, but it was kind of like always one sort of overarching thing going on. Mm -hmm. This is, he's working two separate programs. I mean, he's like working... Like they're 100% separate from each other. When is, when is Dominion? In June, no? Um, let me see. Usually. Because Double and Nothing's at the end of... May. May 25th, May 26th. 5th, like Labor Day weekend. So, I mean, we have Money in the Bank next weekend... Mm -hmm. uh, Double or Nothing the following weekend and with Dominion the week after that June the first week of June second week of June June 9th so yeah I mean Dominion's on a what Sunday again June 9th it was on the 9th last year yeah so yeah again. Dominion's on Sunday June 9th again so it's like, like alright so we have the 19th we have Money in the Bank um that Saturday, the the fall, you know, the Saturday of that week, the twenty fifth, we have Double or Nothing. Then two weeks after that, we have Dominion, and your boys at Grapples to Apples will be covering all, all of it. it. Yo, Dominion, Dominion's gonna be dope. I mean, I don't know. Dominion last year was we named it the the show of the year, right? When we did our, our Golden Apples of the Year. Yes, we named Dominion last year Show of the Year. Who? I mean, it definitely had Match of the Year for sure. I mean that. I mean. Kenny versus Okada 4 was just, you can't even top that. So I'm very interested to see. Listen, we have we have Money in the Bank the 19th, which... Could be good. I mean, we have Seth versus AJ, which should be fantastic. Should be the match of the night. Should be, if they give them time. I think they'll give them a solid 20. They have And to. they can do... And it's a universal championship, so there's no reason why Vince wouldn't give them 20, well, My question, 25. are they closing the show? I don't want a Money in the Bank to close the show. One of the Money in the Bank matches normally does. I don't want them to because it takes away the um, 
the mystique of whether or, we'll, not, whether or not they're going to cash in or not. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because when Ambrose won, he cashed in that night. Against and Seth, that was the main event. Against Seth and, and Roman. Yeah, you're right. When Last year, what was the main event of Money in the Bank? Got me doing research. I want to say it wasn't Lesnar because he didn't show up. Lesnar. Get out of here. I want to say Braun winning Money in the Bank. Let's see. Let's if I'm see not here. mistaken. I got to go through yeah. the archives. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm the historian. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I thought maybe it was the, the Bliss cash in, but that was right before. No, Bliss cashed in that night. No, she, but like um, she that that match was relatively early, if I if I'm not mistaken. Her match, the, the her winning the the ladder yeah, match, yeah, the ladder was early, match. yeah, yeah. But, it's but her I'm cashing in, yeah, I guess Nia was Jax. right before the main event. Was it real? Nia mm-hmm. Jackson, um, Nia Jackson, and Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey was, the penultimate? was the penultimate match, huh. and Bliss cashed in. I mean, I remember her cashing in. I just don't remember it being the, the penultimate you know, match. Yeah. yeah, the last match. Well, the second to last match, rather. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there was eleven matches on that card. Jesus. There may be about 11 matches on this card. Let's see. What do we have so far? We have the Universe. We have the WWE. Two we already matches. have 10 matches on this card. When did that happen? Well, you got to remember that Becky Two Belts is defending her belts twice. So that's six matches right there with uh, WWE, <laughs> uh, Universal, both ladder matches, uh, Universal title match. Finn is not defending the IC title, so no. he's not... Uh, you have Shane and The Miz in the Steel Cage match. Kofi and KO. I set the WWE Championship. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Come on, keep up. Joe versus Ray. I set that too. Come on. What are did you, you new here? I'm sorry. I'm reading this and trying to listen to you at the same time. Did you say Roman and Elias? I did not. Roman and Elias. Yeah, thank you for catching up. And then Tony Nese and Ari Davari. For the Cruiserweight title yeah. match. Oh, that match is going to be bad. Yeah. Tony's good. Aria is okay. He's just okay. That's pre show written all over it. Yeah, definitely. That's so kickoff show. Like, first match, doors open at 5, the match goes on at 5.05. <laughs> People are going to be like... First of all... Getting door, their tickets uh, less than one Doors open at 5, match is on at 4.55. <laughs> you obviously are going to have the War Raiders versus um, <sighs> Ryder and... Um, what the hell is he, his, his t- partner's name? Kurt Hawkins. Oh. They're, they're probably not going to be on the show. I just need them to take the Raw Tag Titles off of them. I don't know, kiddo. I don't know. Would you rather have the war... Oh, excuse me. The, the Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders. Be the tag team champions? Or would you rather have uh, Ryder and Hawkins? Is there another option? I love I love Hanson and Rowe, but they're not, on, they're not there. Oh, we have Eric and Ivar. I don't like Eric and Ivar. Well, it's just a name change. It's stupid. Of course it's stupid, but it's just a name change. I don't want to validate Vince's stupidity by rooting for these guys. Guess what? We validate his stupidity every week. Every week. I know. Anyway. Let's finally get to some WWE news. Not a lot of news, but if you guys were watching Raw and SmackDown, they have implemented something called the Wild Card Rule. After the Superstar Shakeup, which is basically three guys from Raw can show up on SmackDown anytime they want, and three guys from SmackDown can show up on Raw anytime they want. If I'm not mistaken, it's week by week, any three guys mm-hmm. can show up at the opposing show. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not like three guys are designated to be allowed. It's just any three guys on any given week can show up on either show. Yeah, I mean, you I just have, want to clarify that. Because yeah, when they your... first explained it, I was like, wait. So does it mean that only these three guys can bounce back and forth? No. They, the way they explained it at first on Raw was just like, made no sense to me. So just, to, just for clarity, it's on any given week, any three guys or oh, any women. three acts. Because mm-hmm. um, the team. Usos counted as one because they were a tag team. Yeah. So any three acts can bounce between each show on any given week. Which is a compromise, reportedly, mm-hmm. uh, between Vince and the TV networks. Yep. Because USA has both Raw and SmackDown right now, but in October, SmackDown will be moving to Fox 5. Which Fox gave them... Well, listen, it's Fox 5 for us here in, in New York. So it's Fox, I'm sorry. It's Fox, Fox Network. But We're in New York, it's Fox 5. So yeah. I'm so used to saying Fox 5, it's Fox 5, but it's actually Fox that SmackDown will be moving to in October. And Fox gave them boatloads of money. It was like a $2 billion deal something or something like that. that. Insane. And it's like, hey, yeah, you're give, we're, you know, we're airing SmackDown, but we don't have a tag division. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see the B team. Yeah. Like, you have Finn Balor. Cool. You have Daniel Bryan. Cool. You have Kofi Kingston. You have Roman Reigns. Cool. They need bigger names. Yeah. Um, I think that AJ and Roman are really going to be doing a lot of... I think they're going to be the ones that be doing the most switching. Yeah, for sure. Because that yeah. is their biggest name on SmackDown. And... The biggest... the Probably the best... Perform... <laughs> I think he's the best performer on of the roster. Am I on opinion. the roster? Period. Yes. And clearly, Vince has shown just how much he values AJ. I mean, he's he put the belt on him for over a year. Yeah. I mean, it's like, listen, you're, this guy built his name in TNA. Your competition. I use air quotes. And you had him, you know. I think he now sees the value of AJ Styles, which is a shame because. No, it's not a shame. It's not a shame. If he was in there earlier, they would have ruined him. I'm glad AJ got to WWE when he did. Mm -hmm. Because if not, we would not have gotten AJ in New Japan doing his Bullet Club stuff. We wouldn't have got those matches that he did in Ring of Honor. The matches that In New Japan, the matches he did with Shinsuke. That's what I'm saying. We wouldn't have had any of that stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely glad AJ got there when he got there. It yeah. was the perfect time for AJ to get there. It's like, listen, at me being a WWE fan, me being a big time AJ Styles fan, mm. I would have, I you know, obviously you want my left hand, my right hand. I wanted to see him yeah, sooner. Yeah. But what did I tell you before? I want one lengthy, at least one lengthy WWE Championship reign. You got I it. I got that. I'm happy with the legacy belt too. Yeah, uh, and that was most important for me. Yeah, it's like yeah. What I'd like to see him with the IC title, sure. But for me, ultimately, you have your Bret Hart's, your Eddie Guerrero's, your Stone Cold's, your Triple H's, your Rock's. I don't want to use him, so... No. Yeah, no, no I'm not going to use him. No. Um, <laughs> your Undertaker's. Yeah. Hold the WWE Championship. So for me, like... AJ is now officially a part of that class. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't want to use... Shawn Michaels, yeah. with the, you know, all of those guys that... Either before the Brunos, he's on that class I now. I didn't want to use Bruno because I didn't watch when Bruno was wrestling, and yeah, I didn't fair. go back and watch it. Fair. So but in I terms didn't... of name legacy, yeah, and tam- in terms of like solidifying someone's career and what they mean to the world of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. to say AJ is now a part of the same class mm-hmm. as Bruno, Rick, Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker. 
uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, Triple H, yeah. uh, uh, Buddy Rogers, like all John these, Cena, John Cena. To say that he is now part of the same pantheon as these guys, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero, all these guys, like that means something. And for some, for for long term AJ Styles fans like yourself, mm-hmm. I can only imagine what that means. Oh, uh, it means a lot because it's like he's made it now. Yeah, yeah, he was the top guy in TNA. Sometimes they didn't treat him like a top guy, but he was the top guy. He's, he's helped, Mr. TNA. He's Mr. TNA. They called him Mr. TNA in New Japan. I, th- that's when I was watching New Japan because my brother got me into it, and to see him win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, one of the few North Americans to do so, that was major for me. So, like, for him to come over to WWE, like when he came out in the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. his music hit, and then like they they, they yeah, I Roman am face. phenomenal, and then they pan to Roman Reigns, and it's AJ. Standing there with a smirk, I was, I kid you not, I was brought to tears. Because I'm like, yo, he's finally here. Yeah. I was so happy for him. Mm. I was like, now, don't ruin him. And they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They put him in a good feud with Chris Jericho. I think this is the smartest thing they did. In my opinion, I, I don't I know think you that, weren't crazy about I, it. No, no, no. I, I wasn't crazy about... um what, what the heck did they call them? Y2AJ. I was, not a, on, I was not a fan of that. Y2AJ's great. I wasn't a fan of the Y2AJ thing. I said, AJ needs to be a solo competitor. I mean, it only lasted like two or three weeks. Yeah, Chris Jericho turned on him. Yeah. I didn't think that AJ should have lost at WrestleMania. But that's up for debate. Right. And then that's when he got into the program with John Cena and Roman Reigns and this and that and blah 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 and then snowballed, snowballed, snowballed. Championship. Free. And it's not like it wasn't a fluky like okay, so like we've it's been known. Jericho's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But when you talk when you talk about Jericho's time at the top in WWE, it's like nonsense. He it's, had if it's it's if it's not very short it's unforgettable. Exactly. When he was, the, he's the first undisputed champion, and the entire time it wasn't even about him. No, it was about Triple H and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. It had nothing and to do with him. Custody over a bulldog. And right, so it's like that was Jericho's time at the top, and then there was him being Triple H before then, which was reneged because Triple H like bullied Earl Hebner. It was a fast count, like by Earl Hebner. So it's like we think of like if, if it was me on the other side thinking about AJ and Jericho for flipping the script. It's like, yeah, he got there, but for what? A second? To be treated like lesser than? AJ didn't get that. Mm-hmm. AJ got the better end of the stick where he got there and they held it on him for a year and they said, go be our champion for a year. Go put on fantastic matches with whoever we put you with for a year and show the world who AJ Styles is. And he did. And he did. And you like you can't ask for anything better than that. But that was his second reign, though. His first reign was, uh, he took it off of Dean Ambrose, and then he lost mm. it to John Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. At the Royal Rumble, and then John Cena was a transitional champion because he lost it at Elimination Chamber to Bray Wyatt. Right. But just just how forgettable that was to me, why? Because of the longer reign. Mm-hmm. So now, so people always argue what's more important or what's better. How many times you want it or how long you want it, mm-hmm. right? AJ can say, I'm a two-time champion, and one of them was for over a year. I mean, look at look at Sasha Banks for examples. She's like a four or five time women's champion for like a forty seven reign for a combined f- of like less than fifty days. That's less than ten days per reign. 
Yep. It's like, what would, I actually asked my brother this while we were at work. It's like, what would you rather? A lot of a bad product or a little of a good product? And I'd like a little of a good product. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 yeah. that's just me. Yeah. By the way, I know that we are all over the place in terms of this train mm-hmm. that is Grapples to Apples. Yeah. This is probably the longest we've ever been covering just the news. Probably. <laughs> probably. It's amazing. So you want to you continue on with our second story of the WWE news? Rhino, who was contracted with the WWE up until July 17th, was offered double his pay right now to basically sit home and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And he denied it. And I said, you know what? Good for, Good for you, Rhino. Rhino. Good for you. Good for you. He explicitly said, I want to work more house shows, mm-hmm. and I want to work with more younger talent. Yeah, he said he wants to be a player coach. Yeah. Yeah. And WWE wouldn't commit to that. They And it's, he's not even asking to be on TV every week. House shows. House shows. Putting over younger talent. And they're like, nah, son, we good. How about double your money for nothing? What? What? Not double or nothing. Double your money for nothing. I saw. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> it's just. It's and and that's the kind of stuff that they've been accused of a lot lately. That anyone whose contracts are anywhere near being up, they're throwing money at them just to keep them, just to keep them, mm-hmm. not to use them, just so that AEW can sign them. I mean, in my opinion, um, I don't think it's unless it's a like a backstage role. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for AEW to sign Rhino. He's a good locker room guy. Yeah. He's a he's a veteran, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of in-ring work now, it's gone. I don't think Rhino... I don't think he's going to AEW, first and foremost. I think he wants to work the scene. I think he wants to work the indie circuit mm-hmm. and work with these young guys who are doing things out there so that... He can work with younger guys and, and teach them the ropes. Maybe that ends up being what he ends up... If he goes to the AEW, he'll be like a coach or a trainer. Mm-hmm. You know? Who knows? But I don't think he'd be going to AEW. And if he does, it would not be to be on their regular programming. He doesn't I, need it. I mean, Rhino's last good run was when he was in TNA. And he won the NWA Championship. He's Slater. First tag team... His first SmackDown tag team I'm champions. talking about in-ring work. Okay. Okay. Fair uh, like... Where I was, wow, Rhino can actually win this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a comedy act. Yeah. I was never really crazy about Rhino, even back in ECW. I was never a, was a, a real fan of him, but yeah. I really got behind him in TNA because he was facing Jeff Jarrett. And well, anytime anyone who goes against Jeff Jarrett is going to be... J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. Jeff Jarrett. How does that guy get work? How's he a Hall of Famer? Jeff Jarrett's terrible. He's not, though. He is the bro. That dude cannot he's, draw to save his life. Yes, and no. he's a fantastic heel. And if you don't believe me, watch he's TNA so from like boring. early two thousands to like late two thousands. He is man. a fantastic heel. I, it made you. me hate him. Like, see, but for me, I'm like my my heat with Jeff Jarrett was more like Baron Corbin heat. With like a lot of fans, I have Baron Corbin heat now because I think he's a good heel. Mm-hmm. But it was like a lot of people don't like Baron Corbin because they find him to be a charisma vacuum, who's just boring and can't work. I think he's 
I think he's gotten a lot more charisma now. I think he's vastly improved in all facets. Yeah. But Jeff Jarrett, to me, was just like, I'd see him on my TV and be like, yo, my God, go away. You're boring. I don't care about your guitar. I don't care about Deborah. You're like, it's just, just everything about you needs to go away. You didn't like him in WCW when he had uh, Slap Nuts? No, I don't like Jeff Jarrett. Never have. Suck on that, Slap Nuts. Oh, that was my favorite okay. thing. Well. And he has a Slap Nuts t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's so I bad. I begged my mom to get that for me. It's so my bad. My mom's a cheap, cheap woman. Bro, your, your mom was a single mother with three, with the Osorio brothers. I gotta bleep that later. No, you don't have to bleep that. <laughs> okay, fine. Let them look me up. <laughs> Bro, your poor mother, son. Had to my deal poor, with... my, she had my stepfather. My stepfather was a great man. He helped her out. Yeah. They could have got me a Slap Nuts t-shirt. You know what they got me? What wrestling t-shirt they got me? You'll never guess in a million years. What? Guess once. Uh, Lita. <laughs> I'd have been happy with the Lita shirt. <laughs> what they get you? A Headbangers t-shirt. The Headbangers! Yo, the most non-existent tag team on the planet. Oh, man. The and it was definitely like they went into a store and, they was, and they just it was probably it? on sale. And like, let's get this for them. When I like, I'm a metalhead and I don't like the Headbangers. I'm like, yo, these guys are terrible. They had no hair. They had no hair. They were like, what was it, punk? I mean, I guess, if that's what you want to call them. And they're in the, yeah, yeah, they, they were they like were punk, hardcore punk. Yeah, punk yeah, yeah. Hard, hardcore punk with the kilts and with the piercings. With the kilts, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just kind of like moshing around. I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. You guys are making a mockery of my music. <laughs> and their names were Mosh and, and Thrasher. Thrasher. You gotta love WWE. You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Well, shall we transition back to the WWE and one of their finer products? I think it's that time again. I think it might be that time. What was it? What was it? The Godfather's? It's time um, once again for everybody to jump aboard the NXT train. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's NXT time. Oh, the Vader. Yeah, oh, like the right? Vader. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's get ready for some NXT in two. I need a clock, bro. I need a timer. Oh. What are we doing? What I dropped doing? my phone and I put, it, <laughs> I put it on your... Uh... You dropped the phone and then you dropped the ball. What happened? It's my fault. My, my, my bad, man. All right, all right, all right. All you know why? Because right, I had to hold my phone last time. <laughs> so... So every Wednesday night on WWE Network at 8 p.m. And then at 9 p.m. we have NXT followed by NXT UK. Well, doesn't NXT UK? Oh, yeah, you're right. That is like 3 p.m. because that's like 8 p.m. UK time. Yes. This is the part of the show where we break down those two shows in two minutes for you. Because if you didn't watch it, we're here so you don't have to. We got you covered, Mister Thrill. Yes, sir. I got your clock ready. All right, all right. I got I got a nice uh, week break in Seattle. Let's uh. You gotta stretch out. You gotta stretch out. Stretch a little bit. Stretch the obliques. Went to a Mariners game, and they couldn't hit a home run, but I'll do that right now. Mariners hit two home runs yesterday against the Yankees when I was there. Yeah, well, they were trash when I was there. All Ready? Right, let's go. Set. Two. So, first bit of news. Beth Phoenix will be joining the NXT commentary table, which is not surprising considering she's been doing a lot of commentary work, and they seem to be trying to push more women on the commentary team. NXT kicks off with the Forgotten Sons going up against Humberto Carrillo, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan. Forgotten Sons win with Blake Pinning Birch. Bianca Belair and Mia Yim are set for next week after a little backstage altercation. Dominic Dijakovic defeated Mansoor because duh. And Kushida making his NXT debut. 
defeated Cassius Ono with the, what is it, the, um, the hoverboard something. Hoverboard lock or whatever. Something like that, thank you. NXT UK, which was still stuff that was filmed in Brooklyn during uh, WrestleMania weekend. Travis Banks defeats Mansoor. You get a double dose of Mansoor this week. Piper Niven, if I'm not mistaken, this might be her in-ring debut. If it's not, I must have missed it. She goes up against Reina Gonzalez. So you had a two a match of two big women going up against it, against each other. And it was heavy. And Piper Niven went over because, duh. In the main event, Walter, the reigning UK champion, defeated Jordan Devlin in a non-title match. In a match where Walter chopped Jordan Devlin so hard that I'm pretty sure... New York City is still shaking from it. After the match, Pete Dunne came out. Walter and Pete Dunne acknowledged each other with a little head nod. And that was the end of the show. So it looks like next week there's not a lot of matches set up, but we're probably going to get some more Undisputed Era stuff and building some other things. But until then... Oh, and Triple H has announced NXT TakeOver 25 for Connecticut. And that was NXT in two. Like NXT on 156, but who's counting? I mean, who counting? Who counting? All right, I, listen, Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. Mr. Poetarian. Yes, sir. Mr. Major English. Yes, sir. I may have to retire from NXT in two. Because <laughs> that, that week did you good. It was nice to get away, my friend. It was nice to get away. What you didn't give the fans, Matt Riddle. Oh, you Versus right. Adam Cole, baby. Baby. This week on NXT. You're right, my bad. Good week. Good week for NXT. Yeah. I mean, NXT, when, when they're fully into their, like, stories and their programs, mm-hmm. they hit it. They hit it almost every single time. The only time they ever hit speed bumps is the week right before and the week right after their takeover. Yeah, because it's like... Because it's pre-taped, so they have to, like set up the stuff, and then wait for the fallout of the actual matches itself. And so, those are usually a little rough, but when they're on it, they're on it. And for the most part, they're always on it. For sure. You know who wasn't on it? This week's Raw. Real. This might be the worst Raw I've ever seen in my life. It's up there. It's really bad. It's definitely up there. Earlier in the week, we had Roman Reigns on Twitter talking about that he was going to be on Raw, even though he's on SmackDown now because of the superstar shakeup. Yeah, he said at 8 p.m., get my music ready because I'll be on Raw. For no reason. Where even Seth was like, yo, don't worry about it, I got it. Like, we, we cool. Mm-hmm. And he still showed up on Raw. And then Vince comes out. No, well, Vince kicks off Raw. Right. And he's just saying how much of a genius he is and this and that and... I have all these ideas. It's like, hey, you've been putting out crap product for like the last month and a half after WrestleMania. You're not a genius. You're a madman with a nuclear bomb remote in your hand. <laughs> and Roman Reigns comes out and Vince is like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm the boss. And he's like, I don't answer to you. I answer to the WWE universe. I was like, false. Vince McMahon signs your checks. We don't. Because if... I signed your check, Roman. You get nothing from me. You get nothing. Nothing. You get <laughs> you get nothing. Absolutely nothing. So Roman Reigns comes out, and what is Roman Reigns? As you stated earlier, a SmackDown Live superstar. So we have Raw kicking off 
with SmackDown. With SmackDown. So but, it's Monday Night SmackDown. But wait, but, but that's not even the end of it. No, 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 no. Who comes out next? Daniel Bryan. I, I'm sorry. Uh, also from SmackDown. Also from SmackDown Live. Uh, Kofi Kingston beating me at WrestleMania was a fluke. I needed a month of solitude to get back to where I, I, I'm supposed to be. And I'm an intellectual. And Vince, you're an intellectual. And who comes out after that? Kofi. Kofi freaking Kingston. So Raw kicked off with SmackDown's main event scene. Essentially. <laughs> I don't... I don't... Under, uh, anyway, proceed. I'm sorry. So... They're basically cutting a SmackDown Live promo in the opening minutes of Raw. And I'm sitting here like, is there a brand split still? Are they blurring the lines? Are they merging everything? What are they doing here? Because I'm scratching my head. It's okay. It's honestly, it's really not okay, but it's okay if Roman Reigns just showed up. It's not okay. But you have Daniel Bryan show up. You have Kofi Kingston show up. And they are trying to fight on Raw. Furthermore, what's worse was the main event on Raw was a SmackDown match. It was Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. It was the WrestleMania rematch as the main event of Raw. And as we stated what? earlier, what this is Vince's brainchild oh, of the wild card rule. I mean, I understand he's trying to compromise with these two networks, but man, this is just bad. And the way it was rolled out was terrible. And the timing is awful because we had Mania. Two weeks later was the Superstar Shakeup. Which, the week after that was a superstar shakeup. That's what I'm saying. Which they, they didn't even get it right the first time, so they did it again the next week. Excuse me. And now what? Two weeks again after that, we're doing the wild card rule. If they had introduced this, maybe like six months down the line, maybe. But two weeks after the two week superstar shakeup, uh, what? I don't, I don't know. It's just, if you couldn't figure this out with Fox and USA before, mm-hmm. why did you sign the contract? Money. Okay. Vince, but, Vince is like, hey, give me your money. We'll, we'll figure, figure it, it out, out afterwards. Yeah, but the problem with that is Fox bought them for a reason. Fox signed that contract, gave them that money for a reason. They want a product. They want something that clearly that they saw that they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But if you start giving them junk, which means they're going to get junk ratings, why would they keep you on? Even if they get junk ratings. Let's say they get 1.5. That's still a lot for Fox. Is it? If they're not showing baseball or, you know, football Compared on Sundays. Compared to what they paid for? No, absolutely. You're, you're... If, if they're going to pay what they paid, they better be getting more than 1.2 million. I said 1.5, but... Well, what... Knowing WWE, they'll get 1.2. They'll be lucky for 1.2. Oh, 
with what they're putting out right now, they'll be lucky with 1.2. Well, I said last week we said that uh, the the third hour of Raw has dipped to their lowest every numbers week, ever. Every week it gets lower and lower, and and it's it's become a ratings vacuum. Is it? The, I don't know if I dreamed this or if you actually told me this that there's a rumor that SmackDown's going to move to three hours when it yep. gets to Fox. Yep, that's the rumor. That's the word on the street. Is that SmackDown's going to move to three hours once they move over to Fox. Which I think is a mistake. Because I think, and I, I feel this every week when we're watching SmackDown, that I feel like a part of why SmackDown is typically better than Raw is because they don't have so much time trying to fill it. Mm-hmm. They don't, they can't waste time with nonsense. They have two hours to get their point across with their stories and their matches. Mm-hmm. And so you get a typically a clear and concise episode of SmackDown, which usually has three matches. Usually at least one or two of them is a really good match. And like two or three promos that go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where on Raw, you'll have like seven promos, only two of them go anywhere. And they'll have like seven matches or like one match. And it'll be maybe good at best, depending if you have Seth Rollins on the match or not. Because they're trying so hard to fill three hours of space. Where SmackDown goes, we got two hours. We got to put it all in there. Which is why I think NXT is so good. Mm -hmm. Because NXT, there's no, you can't have fat. You have to trim the fat. Mm -hmm. You go, we have 60 minutes. 60? So I said 60. It sounded like you said 16 minutes. Six zero. They have one hour Mm -hmm. to put out the best hour of wrestling they can to get you to next week Mm -hmm. and they do it week after week and it's effective it's very rare that nxt has a stinker when you have that much time to fill you're at some point you're gonna run out of time to fill Mm -hmm. i mean just it is what it is my issue with them moving to three hours for smackdown especially with the roster they have on smackdown now there will be a lot of nonsense filler Mm-hmm. And it will kill SmackDown for me. What's crazy is that they have so much talent mm-hmm. on both rosters, but because they don't book them or build them properly, the rosters seem like they're trash. Yeah. I mean, think about all the, the talent that have either tried to leave, have left, or have fallen to the wayside in one way or the other. You have a, you had a team insanity that literally you did nothing. You didn't even try. They were probably on the TV four times in the last if calendar that, year. If that. If that. They were announced to debut like seven months ago and were on TV, I think, twice or three times since then. Mm-hmm. And then they split them up. They didn't even try. So now if you look at that roster right now, it's missing three guys that you could have used, either in singles or as a tag team. Mm-hmm. EY could have been... He has enough talent to either be on his own or to continue to be the leader. Well, he could be the leader as the solo wrestler, and then you have uh, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dean be the tag team. And Killian Dean has so much upside. Yeah, but he's he doesn't fit WWE's mold. I understand that, which is fine. But if you built him through Sanity mm-hmm. for six months, a year, whatever, then you can break him away to be a mid card guy, a top mid card guy. Killian Dean is such a good wrestler with so much so much upside, mm-hmm. and he's so athletic, and yet they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't get it. You have guys like uh, uh, Andrade. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say Ali because he's not top mid card guy. 
they're treating him like he's on the precipice of the main event scene. They I, they have him flirting with the main event scene on a regular basis. What what I'm waiting for is for them to do something with Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. The vignettes are cool. They're building him up. But I don't I don't want them to ruin him. I'm glad they're doing the vignettes. <coughs> because knowing the WWE, the alternative is them trotting him out every week and ruining him. Mm-hmm. So if they can, that's what, like what they're doing with him and Bray right now. I'm totally on board with. Build them up, out of the ring, in these screen, in these vignettes. Build up their character work first, and then when you're ready, when you have time, when you're ready to commit to this characters, whatever you're gonna do with him, mm-hmm. then bring him out. Don't just bring him out because you need to with nothing to do. So that's what I'm. If they're if they're buying their time because they're trying to figure out when to do this, I'm with it. I mean, right now with Braids, it's a slow build. And I say slow because back in the day, you'll have like six weeks before the guy debuts. Mm -hmm. Bray Wyatt's at what, three three weeks, three different, like, uh, was it Firefly Funhouse or whatever it's called? Firefly Funhouse. Which still, I mean, three weeks in and I'm still enjoying it. I think they're still... The first week it had me scratching my head, like, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. The second week, I was like, oh. The third week, I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So... If you're going to build Bray, because I'm a big fan of Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. keep doing it. Like, keep keep doing what you're doing. My thing is, he's a little... How do I say this? Pee Wee Herman and Jace? Mm-hmm. The whole uh, yowie wowie thing? Like, I, I want to... What was it? Last week or the week before that, where he had the uh, fire, like the house is on fire, like he should the, the picture. Portrait. Yeah, that was last week. Last week. Yeah. I want to see him be that uh, Mister Rogers type guy, mm-hmm. but then like towards the end of the vignette, get a little demented, a little twisted. Well, this week was the the dismantling of um, the rabbit, rambling the rambler, the rabbit, or the rambling rabbit, or whatever it was. Yeah. And, like, that was the dark twist of this week's episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I love his new tag. The tagline at the end of, of his... I love it. I love it. Remember, kids, you know, um, I'll lead you. All you have to do is let me in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. And the way he delivers it is just so good. But, I mean... I mean, I should sue him because he stole my gimmick. Put sunglasses on at the end of the what you call it. Oh. I haven't even yet. <laughs> There's only one shade, sir. There's only one Shades. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, like, Raw, I follow uh, No DQ on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they always put up a poll after both Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you uh, did you enjoy Raw? Yes, no, uh, a little, or didn't watch. Mm-hmm. And didn't watch and no were... Like, neck and neck in the 40s. It was really bad, man. This week's episode of Raw was really, really bad. I mean, you had The Miz attacking Shane. Again. Again. You had Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Again. A WrestleMania rematch. Mm -hmm. In a match where Drew needed to go over. Well, no one went over because Shane and Elias interfered. I know that. What I'm saying is... nonsense. 
Drew right now should be Raw's top heel. 100% he should. But you have him still feuding with a guy who's not even on Raw anymore? Why? They're heel. It's funny. They have, I feel like they have a very strong contingency of, of heels that they're misusing. Mm-hmm. Drew is top level. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Heel? No, but yeah, he's he's top level talent. Mm-hmm. He's top level talent. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, Baron Corbin, who is doing excellent heel work at the top. <sighs> then you have Bobby Lashley, who, because of his look and his and his ability, can be a top guy, but they kind of have him upper mid card, and and they're just kind of like doing nothing with these guys other than doing this this. This trio of, of nonsense, which is so boring. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, these three together, I don't know who thinks it's a good idea. Because the three of them together is awful. It's so boring when those three are together. Separate them. Let them run roughshod on the rest of the roster. You can have them, like, you can separate your tiers using these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby can be level one or... or Bear could be your level mid, one. Your, your mid card guy. Yeah, the next one is I, your is your bridge guy, which would be Baron Corbin because he can he can talk, and he can wrestle. And then you have Drew be your like top your guy. Top guy. Your top if, heel if guy. It's Mortal Kombat, and you're going up the 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 ladder or whatever. Drew's got to be your your top guy that you got to face at the end. Drew Shao Kahn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, no, if, like I they don't I don't. Uh, See what you're doing, WWE? You see what you're doing. See what you're doing. It's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Because who do you have as single male heels after them? Robert Roode doing nothing. Well, they're rebuilding Robert Roode But they're doing nothing with him. And his rebuild is like... Was he on the last two shows? He wasn't on TV this week. He had a backstage vignette that was only on their YouTube channel. Mojo Raleigh came out. But that was off air. Coming out like Glacier. He looks like a fool. He does. And that shirt does not flatter him. That skin tight shirt. It's not like a good Seth Rollins' uh yeah. wardrobe. I don't I don't understand what and that weird eye thing that I don't know. Man. The lightning. Is that lightning? I thought it was supposed to be like a virus kind of thing. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I don't, I don't know. know, bro. I don't know, it's, man. It's really bad. Raw was really bad this week. And I'm still, you know what, you know, remember how like when we first started the podcast, you were always like, give me guff about mentioning that Ruby Riot was Heidi Lovelace before mm-hmm. she came to WWE. So I'm gonna start a new thing every week. Until Ruby Riot is back on TV, I'm gonna complain about Ruby Riot not being on TV. Well, she was on TV at Jay's. No, she was on main event. No, stop it. You stop it right now. That is not on TV. It's on the network. That's not TV. It's on a TV if you Ever since the Superstar Shakeup, Ruby Wright has not been on TV. You have Dana Brooke. Dana. You have Dana Brooke in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And Ruby Riot is on main event? Didn't she lose to Dana Brooke on main event? Yes. 
Are they building Dana Brooke for something? <sighs> Why? She can't speak without drooling because of her, her new, like, mouth work. Her new lips. Her new lips. She can't get out two words without having to stop and, like... <sighs> In my opinion... Unbelievable. I think both heels for the women and the men's ladder match in the Money in the Bank, they both need to win. Like, at least the heel needs to win for sure. Well, in the women's on Raw, you have Bliss. Bliss, Naomi, Natalia. Naomi, Natalia. Dana Brooke. Are three faces in one heel. And on SmackDown, you have Mandy Rose. Heel. Bailey. Face. Ember Moon Carmella. Face, face. So there's only two heels in the entire match. I have my money on either Alexa Bliss or Mandy Rose for sure. They can't have Bliss win again. Oh, I'm so... If Bliss wins again... Oh, my God. No. I mean, put my bias against Bliss aside. She's going to win two years in a row? Come on. And then the men, we have McIntyre. Uh, I don't remember any of the Raw guys. Oh, uh, Ricochet. Mandy, by the way, Mindy Rose is going to Money in the Bank, just so you know. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, Ricochet. Strowman. Strowman. McIntyre. Corbin. Corbin. Uh, Andrade. Finn Balor. Ali. Ali. And Randy Orton. McIntyre or Andrade needs to win that match. If you're going to build Andrade for the future, he needs to win. If McIntyre needs to, like, he needs to pick up steam. Because right now he's in a nothing feud with nobody. My thing with McIntyre is he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, but... He, he's such a, a, a good heel on his own. He doesn't need the Money in the Bank briefcase. Baron lost it last year, so they can, they can no, make up for two it. years ago. You're right, I'm sorry. He won it last, two years ago, and then, you know, he... Started talking away. nonsense and they took away from him. So they could try and, and do right by him again. Has he earned it? I think so. I'm not. He's earned it in the sense that he's done good work, but to put it over Finn or Almas, I'm sorry, Andrade or Ali, I don't think so. Randy Orton better not touch that thing. That's who I don't want to win. Randy Orton better not touch that thing. At all costs. Like, uh, please, no Randy Orton. Better not touch that thing. No. Yo, if if Mustafa wins, I'm going to be mad. I'll mark out. I won't. I will mark out. I I think it's too, too, too early for him. That's fine. That's my boy, though. You know that's my boy. Yeah. Yeah. My thing with Andrade is the way they built him, the way they book him currently... I don't think it suits him to be the money in the bank guy. If if they're going to keep building Señor him, Dinero en el Banco, as he called himself tonight on SmackDown. If they're going to keep building him, he needs to stop speaking. Because the WWE universe is... is racist? For, yeah, racist, basically. Anyone with an accent, they what? So, have Zelina talk... For him, and have him do his work in the ring. She can carry the briefcase for him. There you go. That's oh, it's so good. If she's the one carrying it for him all the time, like he never even holds it. Doesn't need to. Exactly. 
Oh, man. And then if someone asks, oh, how come you're always holding, he never does, she'd be like, that's why I'm his manager. Mm-hmm. Because his hands can be better suited to fight, blah, blah, blah. Bro, it's like right there. I'm about to WWE careers right now. Right? We Yo. Should, we should be on there. Why? So we can quit or fire within six months? I'll fist fight Vince McMahon in his office. <laughs> Well, the turnover rate for writers on that company is insane, and there's a reason for it. And he comes up to me, I'll drop his ass. You come up with all these amazing ideas, and then the day of, Vince is going to go, nope, we're doing none of that. Week after, can you imagine week after week, spending the, spending six days trying to craft the best story you can for that week for a story arc, and then the night of the show comes up, and Vince goes, nah. I appreciate your hard work. But we're going with my idea. Raymaster is wrestling a bear tonight. Right? It's just... Ugh, can you imagine working like that? I'd lose my mind. That's why they have such a high turnover rate. Especially, like, writers. Look, I'm not going front. We're sensitive people. Anyone who creates anything, when you're creating, you're, you're super attached to whatever you create. Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself into that. So for, for you to put in this effort and time, and then for Vince, the day of, it should be like, nah, we're good. There's, no, there's a reason there's a high turnover rate for writers at WWE. I, could, I would never. They had the, the ad up last year that they were looking for writers. And I think, I don't know if it was you or, or Ugo that was like, yo, you should apply. Nothing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, you would definitely get his backstage passes. <laughs> that's true. But I, I, no way. I can never work in that environment. I'd lose my mind. I mean, that's why you, like, changed your major for, like, you wouldn't do journalism, like, sports journalism. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. college, a little, little, little backstory for Mr. Thrill. 15 but, years ago. Yeah. They, Feels like 15 years ago. I know. We've been friends for like 15 years. So. That was about 10 years ago, something like that, where I was going to be a journalism major. Took my first few courses, and I just didn't like the style and the structure and like everything that goes about it. It's like, I can't do this. I'll lose my mind. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a miserable way of writing for me. Yeah, because you don't have basically freedom of speech. You exactly. Just... You have to reform to whatever your editor tells you and like spitting facts unless you you, know, you work your way up you do an editorial and then you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. You have to work your way up for like 10 years before you can get an editorial column. I'm like, I'm not going to grind out 10 years of misery for this. WWE is that compounded by like 100. I'd kill myself. I'd be dead. You would hear on the news... Rider found dead on the side of the road. I'd be dead. Kill myself. I'd find like the biggest guy on the roster and just be like, yo, me and your mother last night. Wrestling's just, fake. Just <laughs> wrestling, wrestling's fake. Have at thee. Oh, yeah. I'm mean, In terms of Raw, pretty lackluster. Terrible show. SmackDown, I don't think was any better. I think it was better. It wasn't great. I don't think it was but I thought it was better because they have less time to mess around. And this wild card rule was already put in place. By the time we got to SmackDown, it was just, let's just do this thing. We had a fantastic Ali promo. We had tag, new tag team titles crowned. Are you going to tell our listeners? I mean, I guess. So... Yesterday, I think, oh, actually over the week, Shane was like how he's going to crown new SmackDown Tag Team Champions after the Hardy Boys had to, you know, relinquish the championships last week because Jeff had to have surgery, blah, blah, blah. And so 
he comes out this week and he's like, I'm going to crown the new tag team champions are these guys. He's, he's putting them over. Mm-hmm. And it's Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And I'm like, whatever. The tag team division is so anemic. See, it was like either them or the B team. Right. I was like, you know what? what I, I don't like it, but whatever. It yeah. makes sense. It keeps Daniel Bryan away from Kofi Kingston. It puts the belt on people that have high stature. Fine. And person then, person who has high stature. Fair. Have a tag team that has high stature. And then before he gets to do that, before he gets to anoint them the champions, the Usos music hits. I'm like, didn't you guys just move to Raw like a day ago? And, they, and, okay, and two points I'm going to make. One, they make a lot of good points. They're like, yo, you got to earn this. Mm-hmm. We earn this. The, the new day, and he starts running down, they start running down all the tag teams that have been SmackDown tag team champions. And it goes, and I start to think to myself, wow, tag, the SmackDown's tag team division has been where it's at mm-hmm. since the brand split. Yes. Like, you want to talk about legacy? Obviously, there's no legacy lineage with either of these tag titles. Maybe the Raw one. I think the Raw one. The Raw one has a lineage, right? Yeah. Um, but if you want to talk about legacy right now, the SmackDown tag team titles are doing work. I mean, in terms of, like, the most goofy tag team they had was Rhino and Heath Slater. Which is the, the inaugural champions. But after that, Usos. American New Alpha. New Day. American Alpha. The Bar. Like, all of these teams that are, like, legit, really good tag teams. And they're like, yo, we earned it. They earned it. They earned it. They earned it. He's like, yo, even you earned it, Shane. And I was like, oh, yeah, you lost me there. Um, he's like, so, you know, the Usos are like, yo, y'all gotta earn it. So they have the match, which was all for nothing because Rowan and Daniel Bryan win anyway. But my second point to this was the Usos and this is and this the Usos being on SmackDown this week was a clear example of how there's two different writing staffs on Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. and how those writing staffs work. On SmackDown, the Usos are this really good, straight to the point kind of in your face somewhat brash technical tag team they're over they spit a good game and they put up a good show in the ring mm-hmm. on Raw they're doing this nonsense with the revival with Icy Hot and shaving backs and shaving backs and they're doing nothing in the ring they're just being like goofballs teasing these guys like they're such a good team on Smackdown and then they're a waste of my time on Raw. Mm-hmm. And watching that tonight was like, damn, this is this is exactly what it what it's like in the company, and how you how one act can fall one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Insane. On SmackDown, they're respected. The fans are all about it. Uso Penitentiary, blah, blah blah. I'm ex- I like. I get excited to see the Usos on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. On Raw, it's only been a few weeks, and already I go, oh, here we go. What nonsense they're doing with Revival now. Insane. Mind-blowing to me. It's like, I, I I messaged you last night. I was like, yo, they are ruining. Not ruining. They have ruined the Revival. I feel bad for those two dudes, man. They're doing the best they can with what they got. And they're getting junk every week. It's bad. I mean... Last week with the back shaving, and then this week with this... Uso hot? Dude, what's... It was a... Uh, Dawson was like... Rubbing his butt on the on the ring like a dog, I was like, "Come on!" 
You can't show some respect? For me, I'm like, yo, have some self-respect. I'm not doing this, man. Like, that's like, like yo, I, I, I'm not doing this. And then what? They're the, not going to fire them. So then take me off TV. I don't care. And then they're going to do what's going on with Sasha. They're going to freeze their contracts. Like they did to Neville. With Sasha Banks, better, she better be careful. Because they're threatening to freeze her contract like they did to Neville. Mm-hmm. If they freeze her contract, she's... We're going to have what happened to Neville. It's going to be like a year and a half before... And and that was Neville. Mm-hmm. Sasha's a much bigger name. They're not going to let her go anytime soon. Nope. If they freeze her contract, Sasha's not going anywhere for at least... Two years. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Because and- So for those of you who don't know, the whole point of freezing a contract... So the way that the, the wrestlers are contracted with the WWE... It's time of performance. Mm-hmm. So if they have her signed for, let's say, two years, and they deem that she cannot or is not um, fulfilling her part of the agreement, they can put a freeze on that until she does, at which point the the time on the contract resumes. Mm-hmm. So if she has two years left, and they freeze her contract now, and then in six months they come to some sort of agreement... You have to add six months to those two years that she was already on. Mm-hmm. So, if she doesn't watch out with this, this with her her holding out on on WWE because they're still at odds. She still has not been on TV. They have not come to agreement on anything. So if she keeps this up, who knows how long this can last? If they freeze her contract, and she like who I don't I don't remember how much time she has up on her contract, but I mean she signed like a contract last year. Was it last year she signed the extension? Mm-hmm. Whoa. So, I mean, she could be locked up for three, four years. Who knows? And she, right now, she's 27. I mean, she's got plenty of time. That's super young in the industry. Yeah, but to sit on the shelf for two years, That's your name rough, starts man. to lose relevance after a while. I don't know, man. I mean, it depends on how long she's out. I mean, Pac was out for what a year, yeah, something but... like that. And the minute, the minute they released him, the internet was was ablaze. Yeah, but he was Pac, 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 Pac. He was popular on the indies before WWE, right? He was popular in WWE, right? They froze him. He came out. He came. You know, he's popular again on the indies. Sasha Banks was on the indie scene before WWE as Mercedes, whatever her name, um, Mercedes KV. She was doing her thing. And the name that she's built now is Sasha Banks. The minute she leaves, bro, she's getting booked somewhere. Hmm. This girl's a bigger name now than Neville ever was. Ever. Uh, uh, man, I don't know. I mean, either way, she needs to... I don't, I don't want I don't like putting the onus on her. Because I'm on her side in the whole thing. But... She's got to be careful. If they freeze her... They haven't done it yet. But if they freeze her contract... Well, what's she supposed to do? Eat poop for two years, three years, and then get out of her contract when she's, what, 31, 32? What's worse? Going along with it for the next X amount of years of your contract? Or sit at home, have your contract freeze, still have to do that time, mm-hmm. and then add on the time that you were sitting at home? I, I I would eat crow and just get out of that contract That's what I'm as soon saying. as possible, man. That's what I'm saying. If if they even threaten to freeze a contract, I'd be like, you know what? Let's. Just, but then you run the risk if they if they 
if they ruin her character even more, then you run the risk of losing her value that by the time she leaves the company, no one's going to want her. Yes and no. They'll ruin... The fans can get behind her with that. It's like, why are you guys having her job out to an Alicia Fox or a Dana Brooke? She's better than that. Why don't you guys... Like like how the fans got behind the revival when it was the whole hashtag fix the revival thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that they can... By hurting her, I think they can also give her momentum. Especially when she leaves. uh, If she leaves WWE, she can be catapulted to like... That girl's dying to leave, bro. Main event status in, in uh, any other promotion. She was on Twitter, I think, yesterday. Tessa Blanchard put up some some sort of tweet, and she was like, let's wrestle. Uh-huh. You're not wrestling Tessa Blanchard anytime soon. Tessa's locked up with, with uh, Impact Wrestling. And you're locked up with WWE. And you're super locked up with WWE. When y'all gonna tussle? Never. I hope Tessa Blanchard never goes to WWE, by the way. She is too good to get stuck in WWE. I don't know. It's a it's a mess. It's a mess. I'll tell you this right now though. It's getting harder and harder to to come home after work and and turn on USA on Mondays and Tuesdays. Especially on Mondays. And watch this stuff. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm really looking forward to what AEW does cuz I'm hoping that they give me an alternative so I can stop watching WWE. I probably never will full-time because they have performers that I really enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if, if AEW is good enough, I could cherry-pick. Yeah. Like, like what I was doing when... So, when I was watching WCW back when I was a kid, I was never fully WCW. I was cherry-picking. I was like, when when is DDP on? I want to watch. Mm-hmm. When is, you know... That, that was mainly what I was looking for with DDP. But um, I was able to cherry-pick. You know, and if, if I can do that, so I don't have to sit through three hours of junk, that would be fantastic. Uh, we didn't mention this before, because we're still up in the air on what we're going to do about it. The Saudi Arabia show. Mm. They have Goldberg scheduled to appear at the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah. From, As if this. from my understanding, they have... Goldberg, Lesnar, and The Undertaker all scheduled to appear. Bro, I'm not watching this. If it wasn't already like a, a moral thing for me, an ethical thing for me, bro, I, I can't watch those three. I, I don't think they're going to have a match. Either, bro, either but, way. Undertaker's 100 years old, pushing 170. Goldberg is... I was never a fan of Goldberg to begin with. I was never a fan of Goldberg. And then Brock, I can't... I can't, I can't, I can't. I knew about Goldberg. I didn't know about Brock and Taker. It's rumored. Oh, good God. But I, I, would I know Goldberg is being advertised. Ernest. Yeah. Goldberg is legitimate being advertised, and they're like, they're really pushing it. I, oh, God. I guess the Saudis are going to Saudi, you know? What? Saudi. Saudi. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, as usual, please make sure that you're listening to us here on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. Let's grapple the number two apples. If you're not catching us on SoundCloud, 
as my boy Shade said earlier in the episode, if you have a, an Apple iPhone or an iPad or any other Apple product, Apple Podcasts is where you're going to find us. And if you have an Android or any other phone that uses Google Play, well, Google Play Music is where you'll find us. Sure enough. Also, don't don't forget, please, this is so important. I can't express this any more than I already do. Don't forget to hit us up on our social media websites. Facebook, Twitter.com slash grapples to apples that's grapples the number two apples i do my best to be on twitter feel free to hit us up i will answer you i promise you that anyone who's ever interacted with me on twitter i always interact back facebook we do our best to stay on that so please make sure you like comment share subscribe do whatever you got to do to get us in as many ears as possible we really would appreciate it until then i've been one of your hosts the returning the refreshed but still equally annoyed <laughs> Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because that's who I is. Especially if you need me to be annoyed at WWE, because that's what I'm I'm doing right now. (laughs) Joined, once again, and as always, Man of the Hour, Man with the Power, too gosh darn sweet to be sour, Cream of the Crop, Rise of the Top, your boy, Shades. Until then... Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next week. Peace. Peace and love. Back in the